Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is it, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 122 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark at Ebola Tank on the Bird app and or the X app, whichever one you want to call it. I am here joining the day, Mr. Harrison Tar and Daniel Lock. Tar, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm glad to be back. Um, thank you guys. Thank you guys for stepping up in a big way. And during my time away, I was up in New Jersey visiting my girlfriend and tearing up the dance floor on uh, at, a, at a wedding. So um, we actually had like a funeral in the morning and a wedding in the evening. It was a, a, like I was living an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, it was it was good to see everybody. And I got to be Uncle Harrison on Sunday and see my nephew. So, um, you know, you guys crushed it. I'm glad you guys held it down. I did not watch Auburn LSU. I've looked at the box. I've looked at a lot of notes. So I'm going to be running a lot of point during uh, <laughs> during this uh, during the segment. I think I'm going to watch the condensed game if I'm just going to be transparent with you guys. Um, I would just don't. don't um, watch I watched the live feed while I was while I was you know at, at this wedding. I checked it periodically, but um, families comes before football, folks. Unfortunately, sometimes that's just the hard reality that us football guys have to face. Uh, but all things considered, uh, you know. Getting to, to be with family and being Uncle Harrison is uh, that trumps everything. So, Daniel, how are you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Oh, good to see you too. Um, sorry, I was absent from the Sunday show. Got back to my uh, house in Auburn about ten minutes before it was time to record, and just you know, was not in a place to do it. Um, very good weekend down in BR. Uh, regardless, if you don't know, a lot of my family's Cajun. A lot of my family's from Louisiana. So, uh, anytime I go down for an Auburn LSU sporting event, it's a big old family reunion. Um, got the tailgate with a lot of friends on Saturday. Made met a few listeners of the loop, so that was really cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, up in the the club level at um Tiger Stadium. Uh, so I was like, Are you VIP loopers? I was like, No way. And they're like, Yeah, we listen. I'm like, Hell yeah, that's sick. Uh, so that was really cool. Don't remember your name, but uh, that, that's the little Baton Rouge effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, if, if that's you reach out to me and uh, I'll get your name on the next show, I promise. But really, really good to be here. Good. Well, glad you had a good weekend. Uh, Dylan, thank you for holding down the fort as you always are, are more than willing to step in and do so. You're a rock star. We do have a winner for the score score challenge. Uh, guess that score challenge. Um, that's Mr. Bubba. He predicted 34, 17 LSU. So that's the closest that we had. Uh, so Bubba Watkins, congratulations to you. Shout out. Thank you for listening to Luke. Thank you for being a loyal listener and a subscriber. So we really appreciate you for that. Yeah, there, there, those predictions are all over the place. Uh, this was the only one that had LSU winning by a, uh, a double digit. Uh, Wide margin. Margin. Uh, the rest of them were either, you know, they had their own pair of, of these retired glasses over here. I cannot express that enough. These glasses are getting retired until – I see otherwise until basketball uh, season. Until basketball season, which nineteen days away, can't get here quick, <laughs> quick enough. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, Bubba Watkins. Uh, you you know ball uh, officially, right. or at least you know ball from 
a week seven Auburn versus LSU, you know, ball. And you know what? You, you deserve props for that, Bubba. So congratulations, man. <laughs> uh, let's jump into some some notes. Obviously, Hugh Freeze, as we're recording today, had his press conferences or uh, yes. press conference earlier in the day. Um, talked about Robbie Ashford. Talked about how much it sucks to lose. Uh, and and a lot a lot of notes. We'll talk about the rest of the presser here in a moment. But Dylan, I'll let you kind of take it from here about what Freeze said about Robbie and the, the ongoing quarterback situation because I think it left a lot of people uneasy. Yeah, uh, when whenever you go into a a game, like whenever you leave a game that ha- like what happened in Baton Rouge, the uh, forty eight eighteen, I found this, this is an actual word. I never knew it was shellacking that went on in <laughs> yeah. Louisiana. Great word, by the way. Uh, it's an awesome word. I love it. Uh, you you have to understand where the fans come from as well as uh, where some of the players come from. And I'll let y'all voice y'all thoughts on what Keontae Scott said because I think what he what he tweeted out was uh, and what he had to delete uh, is is enough evidence of of some of the stuff that we uh, that I talked about on the live stream uh, on Sunday. But if you want to prove to a fan base that you aren't just looking to rebuild now and you'd like to win some games, I think you have to go into this week and say we are looking at a potential quarterback change of some kind, or this this is going to be an ongoing battle throughout the week or something like that. You can't just say, oh, yeah, we're going to see both of them on Saturday. That's not that's not what people are going to hear. That's not how you're going to get the fan base. I don't want to say on your side. I don't think, I don't think any reasonable individual is thinking that this is going to be a one-and-done year for Hugh Freeze. But if you want to prove that you're going to be willing to make those big-time decisions uh, to help the team out, I, I think it starts with – Peyton Thorne's not cutting it. So maybe it's time to, you know, see that jersey back there? Yeah. Get him on the field. It's it's nine time, as as Keontae Scott said. He said nine on Twitter, I think. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm gonna just revert back to where I've been kind of all year. Um I think Auburn needs to play the quarterback and gives them the best chance to win. Right now, I do I do think that it's it's probably Robbie Ashford. Um Here's kind of my thoughts on this, and and to be transparent, fellas, my detox from Auburn football this past weekend. While I always want to watch the Auburn game, and I will always try to carve it out of my uh, carve time out of my day to do so. Um, I think I picked a good weekend to detox because the more I think about it, the more I, I kind of take this stance. And and Dolan, I know you're probably just not going to like this, but it's not pro Peyton Thorn. It's not pro Robbie Ashford. It's not pro Holden Gurner. It's not. Me saying, hey, Hugh, I have four years of eligibility, even though I do. I do. I still have four years of eligibility. For those curious. Um, Daniel also has some has four years of eligibility if you need some room on, on that DB room, if you need some reps. Uh, but I think that if the conversation now is truthfully, Robbie's the better option. You know, you went to the portal and got this guy and he didn't pan out. He wasn't the 2021 version of Peyton Thorne that you were hoping he would be, yada, yada, yada. And it's almost borderline excuses in finger pointing. And that's what it is. It's finger pointing now. Um, and, 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 you know, Hugh kind of alluded to that about finger pointing uh, today from, you know, the transcript that I've read. Um, and I have. I speed read it right before we got on here. But I think that it's time to just come to terms with the fact that Auburn doesn't have an X-factor quarterback. And we've said that before here. An, an X-factor quarterback on this on this roster. I do think Auburn will be portal shopping again next year because the last thing, personally, fellas, y'all can tell me if you disagree. Last thing I want is to throw Walker White into a situation that he's not ready for. 
Um, I do not expect Holden Gurner to return, whatever that looks like in the future. But I think you're portal shopping again because I don't think you have the X-Factor guy on this roster. You just don't have the most complete guy that, that can really put something together um, through the air and through the ground, uh, on the ground. But I do think Robbie Ashford's probably your better option right now. What's disappointing to a lot of Auburn fans from – and I, I'm not seeing a ton of people say this. This is just kind of me making, not an assumption, but a synthesization. Uh, synthesization. Does that make sense? I think that the frustration may lie in the fact that a lot of Auburn fans were hoping to have kind of that guy that could stabilize things. And, and I don't think that he's on this roster. And Robbie Ashford plays with a ton of heart. He's, he's, he's so easy to cheer for. And I get it. And, and actually, he's easier to forgive for mistakes if you're a true football guy, then, then Peyton Thorne, because at least it always feels like Robbie's trying to make a play. Peyton Thorne's just a completely different guy. He's just a different skill set. Um, and, you know, whatever you want to, you know, comment on whether or not he's able to play quarterback at the, in the SEC, I think the proof's probably in the pudding now. But regardless, I think that it's time to just come to terms with, okay, like we really don't have that guy at Auburn. And if – at this point, it's just what's let's just play whoever's better, not who's going to be the guy who's just going to give us a better chance to win. Because I don't think any any of them are. Is that is that crazy, Daniel? I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, in this day and age of football, uh, quarterback is so important, and you're not going to be able to get much of anything done without having the right one or one that fits what you're trying to do. And you know. Peyton Thorne's just not getting it done right now. Sure. Um, Robbie Asperd, I know he's got a lot of support, particularly now, but can we just pretend like last year doesn't exist? And I know there are a lot of factors there, like the coaching staff, the team was different, but how much – I mean, I just don't – I still don't think Robbie's the guy, like, next year. Um, he may, he, I think he is now. I think he is right I, now. I think he has a good chance to develop into the guy next year. It's all about – it, it, no one, I, I know I'm the biggest Robbie Ashford truther, but no one went into the season knowing that Robbie Ashford really finished product at quarterback. That's what yeah, Hugh Freeze set here to do. That's what he said in all of his opening press. He was very intrigued by developing Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford has the most potential to be an X-Factor quarterback than any quarterback on this roster. And I think sure. that looking at how he's played this year, nothing has said that he is not that. They just have not opened up the playbook to him. And that's what baffles me is the fact that I've watched Phil Montgomery coach up RG3 and I've watched Hugh Freeze coach up Malik Willis, but they won't try to run this RPO system that they've been so keen on wanting to run with Robbie Ashford. That makes me think that there's more to this than Agreed. what's at the surface right now. Um, I just don't think Robbie Ashford – is a long-term SEC quarterback. I'm sorry, I don't. He came in last year, made wonders happen with an absolute shit show, and I respect the hell out of that. I really do. Um, but it's it's like a Mike White situation with the Jets last year. Like, yes, he came in and, all things considered, did a hell of a job. Does that mean you hand him the keys to the kingdom? Not exactly. Um, you go and get Aaron Rodgers. And then hope he doesn't tear his ACL or ACL, excuse me, Achilles on his first drive. But you see where I'm going with that? 
Yeah, I, I can understand that. That's a good analogy. That's a very good analogy. Yeah, and, and that for me, it just comes down to I would love to see how Robbie plays the rest of the season. And that, I mean, I want Robbie Ashford to start the rest of the season. If if it comes down to Robbie doesn't perform better than Peyton Thorne, which I find it very hard to believe that he wouldn't play better than Peyton Thorne right now. Robbie Ashford has a good chance to go into the rest of the season and find some momentum into becoming that guy because Robbie's only a sophomore. In, in terms of his athleticism, no, no quarter, very few quarterbacks are like that great as a sophomore. Some of them develop in that junior and senior season. Look, look at Bo Nix. He was not really that guy until he went to Oregon as a, as a, what, a redshirt senior, junior. I don't think that's a great analogy. I, I'm just using, it, it takes time for a guy to become that guy at quarterback I, for, most, I for most, for most I, players. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I just don't think the Bo Nix is the right analogy, but I I, I, under, I understand your it's good for It's good for clicks. It's good for clicks. Yeah, get I Bo mean, Nix in there somehow. Yeah, uh, I mean, but, I, I get that, but I, I just, the parallelisms there for, are not quite the same for me. But I, I understand your point. Yeah. I do. Um, I'm kind of with you, Daniel. Um, Robbie Ashford is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, I, spectacular. And truth be told, I mean, I'm just going to say something that nobody's got the nuts to say, apparently. That son of a bitch should have really, really focused on the hundred meter dash. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like he, a, a track, a, he would have been a national competing track athlete. Now I'm not, and I'm not being ridiculous there. And I'm not saying he shouldn't play football. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like he's a freak athlete, and there's no, no doubt about that. Uh, I just don't think it works like long term. But I, I do think that this year it's probably kind of the band aid you need to put on the bullet hole. Um, to quote Morgan Wallen there for a second. Um, but. In terms of like long-term solutions, I don't even know that we need to talk about that. Like I know I mentioned the the you know the portal shopping, and I still I still maintain that Auburn will do that um, at, at the quarterback position. But now is it about? I mean, you're going to win six games. Like you're going to a bowl game. That that's that. I I, I still, I no, I still believe that. It. it I, I just what I saw on Saturday. No, I still believe yeah. you're going to beat Mississippi State. You're going to beat Vanderbilt, and you're going to beat New Mexico State. I I, I firmly believe those three things. And you're still going to a bowl game. Like the season's not going to be up Shit's Creek. I still think you've got a fighting chance come that last ball game in November. Um, I, I really do, just because weird shit happens and you know all those other factors about Alabama not being good, whatever, um, or being suspect, whatever you want to say. Um, that being said, is it like it kind of feels a little bit like last year and like if you put Robbie in, like people just rally around him because he plays with a lot of heart. And that's nothing, no shade at the coaching coaching staff. Auburn just doesn't have the dudes. They just don't. They just don't have the guys. And in moments, it feels like they do. And it feels like they're close. But in a lot of other moments, it feels like they're not. And Robbie Ashford's one mega flaw, in my opinion. No, folks, it's not his passing capabilities. I don't think it is. I think your problem with Robbie Ashford is his biggest asset and his biggest drawback are the same thing. Plays with a lot of emotion which means he can also be a bit of a head case. And that means your highs are really high and your lows are really low uh, because he is tremendous. Now, Dylan, there's plenty of film to back that one up. There's a lot of plenty of film to back that one up. Yeah, last but, year, I will say. Yeah, this year, no. I, I'm, and I'm not dis discrediting that. But the highs are high and the lows are low. Is that something you're willing to gamble on coming down the stretch? Yeah, I think so because there's a couple of games that if if the highs are high enough, Hell, you're right there in that ball game. 
Um, and if the lows are low enough, let's be honest, you are probably going to lose that ball game anyways. I don't think he's an SEC long-term quarterback, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Just do it this year. I mean, Peyton, the Peyton Thorne experiment's over. Like, it's it should be done. I don't think it is, but it should be. So, uh, enough I, enough quarterback talk. Let's let's move I let's move on. I, I think Peyton Thorne. I think he. I think if you start Peyton Thorne the rest of the season, you're settling for barely making it to bowl eligibility. I think you're barely making it to bowl eligibility, regardless. But that's neither yeah. Neither. I, I think Vanderbilt and New Mexico State are probably your most winnable games, and I think Peyton Thorne makes it a toss up between State, home, Arkansas, home bowl game. Birmingham Bowl, let's go. Birmingham Bowl, run it back. College Loop live from, from Birmingham. UAP. That's it. <laughs> live from well, that one pub. <laughs> live from, uh, what's it called? I don't know. It'll come to me. Innisfree Pub in downtown Birmingham <laughs> with bottomless mimosa pitchers. It'll be awesome. And with everything that he said about the quarterback situation, I'm just getting to the rest of the presser. He said a lot of the stuff that does matter for the rest of the season. Uh, in terms of start off with the injuries, uh, Damari Austin. Can I can I talk about Damari Austin's injury for two seconds? And this is not me saying, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. But Hugh Free saying it does not look good for Damari Austin. I mean, what the hell did I say like two weeks ago? And someone called me, someone in the comments called me an idiot. Someone called me a damn idiot. I almost said the GD word, but I didn't. So one of you freaking losers called me an idiot. And... I just want to say that not rushing back to Mario Alston is the camp that I'm in. Just saying. Uh, and we'll talk about that here in a minute as to why. Um, dude should not be playing football right now. Just say. Just say. Continue. Well, as Tari just said, the Demario Alston thing. Uh, we've not got any good news yet. We have not gotten any good news yet from Keontae Scott. Uh, the only thing that the only big news has come out of uh, Keontae Scott is him just making that statement tweet about uh, Robbie Ashford. He's been active on the bird app. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you tweet something like that, you got to defend yourself. Uh, and by he was active yourself, before then, was he that active? Yeah, about the about the game, not about the game specifically, but he's been pretty active, like on on Twitter in general, in terms of like you know supporting the team. I was saying that that one tweet went viral. That, that one was different, but no, he's been pretty active. Yeah, uh, I haven't got any news yet, for, or uh, as he said, I think Bree said it straight up. No good news yet from Scott. Uh, Simp wasn't playing at 100% versus LSU. But he will get That's better. A, he will get better. Uh, and lastly, Austin Keys is officially out of his cast, but probably he's not going to play against Ole Miss. So that means you're just I, – I think Mississippi State, maybe. I think Mississippi State's like a soft maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the very least, he'll be back for Arkansas. That's what I think at least. I also thought it was kind of interesting that someone, uh, someone, I can't remember who asked, but someone mentioned the similarities of the Ole Miss and LSU offenses. Um, and Hugh pointing out, like, oh, by the way, Ole Miss goes faster than LSU. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, very interesting to see the parallels, how we're already, we're already talking about that. Obviously, it is Ole Miss week. Uh, but Ole Miss hit week. There are some interesting similarities, except for LSU's got a guy playing quarterback who's just, I, I flat out think, a lot better. Um, so, actually, I think you get them in the order you'd rather play them. Yeah. Just to be completely candid, because I still think Saturday's winnable. I don't think – I'm not going to pick Auburn to win, but I, I I think it's winnable. Here, you need these. 
I didn't say I'm going to pick Auburn. I, I, know, I was like, I, I was already reaching for it as soon as you said it was winnable. I was like, oh, yeah, there, there we go. This, I think every game on the schedule is winnable. Yeah, well, every game is winnable in some way, uh, according to ESPN FPI. After the every Georgia game, game I saw all I needed to see. that Every game is winnable. Yeah. Which, by the way, if, if Auburn plays Georgia this week and they play like, you know, like anywhere that they played, any level that they played against Georgia, they win because Brock Bowers is out for four weeks. Four to six. I hope he's healthy enough to to be there when the Panthers trade up to get in the first round to actually get some guys who can catch the ball. Don't want him to have a career-ending injury. Would not hate if he missed the Tech game. <laughs> <laughs> I wish him the best after his Georgia career. Yeah. He's going to play for the, re- for the rest of the season for Georgia. He's going to be a uh, fantastic Pittsburgh Steeler. I don't think so, sir. I, think I don't think Panthers, so either. The Panthers might be dropping a lot of, a lot of players for a first-round pick mm-hmm. again because right now the Bears have ours. Yep. So that means they have the number one and the number two pick. And that makes me so, so sad. But Tara, you bring up Damari Alston and how much, uh, uh, how much you think, how much we all think he's probably the workhorse back on this team. I, I think Damari Alston has proven this year pre injury that he is the best running back on the team. You, uh, wait, no, I'm waiting on the haters. Oh, yeah, they'll be there. I'm giving them an opportunity to, to respond right now. Oh, but, I'm sorry. We can't use the word haters. That's immature and childish. <laughs> but uh we we've talked about this a little bit and i brought up a little bit i'll I'll let y'all kind of have have y'all's uh get y'all's flowers for this as well i'm just gonna give it to daniel yeah uh and that's gonna open up the question jarquez hunter has not played like jarquez hunter that we were expecting to see this year and we've seen a lot more or a lot better performances from brian batie uh jeremiah cobb damari alston sean jackson at times has came into games and is taking over. Uh, and Daniel, I'll let you start off with, is it time for Jeremiah Cobb to start getting like Jarquez Hunter level, like starts or carries? Um, uh, I think it's a little too early for that. Um, Jarquez hasn't been bad. Um, but I think he is better as a complimentary back as opposed to being the main guy of the backfield, um, in which sense I could see that. Um, but Brian T's done really good as well. I get he he's tiny, um, so him running up the middle isn't always going to be, you know, great, but it can work. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Cobb get more of a role. I mean, at this point, the red shirt's – excuse me, the red shirt's burnt, so – might as well keep going. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, looking nope. at the stats, uh, Tar, you can go ahead. I was going to say there's never a reason to even protect his red shirt because he's too damn good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the stats, uh, stat sheet for the season. I mean, Holden Garner has the, the least yards per carry at negative three. That's just because of the sack. But right right in front of him is Dark West Hunter averaging 3.8 yards per carry. On the season, and then you go up a little bit. Peyton Thorne's four point five. Brian Batie is four point eight. Robbie Ashford's four point eight. Demari Olson's averaging five yards a carry, and Jeremiah Cobb is averaging six and a half yards per carry. And then of course you have Justin Jones and Sean Jackson absolutely uh, leading the charge there. But Jeremiah Cobb has got every time Jeremiah Cobb has touched the ball, he has proven why he should be getting more and more touches That's every he's a week. Dog. Exactly, and he he's. A guy that goes in typically whenever Robbie Ashford goes in, and you know when Robbie goes in, typically the run game works out a little bit better, and Jeremiah Cobb kind of plays off of uh, Robbie Ashford 
a lot better than some other some helps other when you have to have a spy exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Jarquez hunter just has not been that guy and i know he's currently second on the team in yards but he also has 57 carries to i mean brian matia is only i think 40 yards behind him but he's also 20 21 carries behind him right i mean I, it just seems to me that this year Jarquez hunter has just not been himself yeah i don't and know what's I, up i just don't it's either just something's just he's not there mentally uh after the everything that went off on season. uh but we came into the season saying that Jarquez hunter is going to lead the charge and get auburn to a thousand yard rusher uh for uh, did we get did tank, tank didn't hit it last year did he yeah, uh, Jarquez Hunter not on pace for that. Uh, and I'm surprised Auburn's even on pace for a thousand yard passer with how inconsistent the passing game has looked. Uh, but I just don't think Jarquez is there. And I don't think Jarquez is. I, I think we over. What's the. Uh, overhyped. Overhyped or overestimated his ability to be Jarquez the Hunter guy might, back. Jarquez Hunter might have to play a senior year. Um, I said it. No one said it yet. No one's had the stones to say it. I'm not saying I'm just like this, you know, huge nuts guy over here. But like I, it we are trending toward like Jarquez Hunter might have to play a senior year. Dude, I, I, I starting starting running backs next year. Jeremiah Cobb. Uh, does Brian Batia have another year of eligibility? No. Dang it, Jeremiah you, Cobb, you get Damari, Cobb, Alston, and Hunter, fat. and Fat. Jesus I, Christmas. Okay. Obviously, I did not watch. The LSU Auburn game yet? I've like I said, I've looked at box scores, and I'm 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 not qualified to be giving grades right now. Um, I'm either gonna do my con- game, I guess, uh, condensed game, and grade it off that, or I'm not gonna give a grade this week just out of respect for the fact that I'm not gonna bullshit to you guys to listen to the loop and act like I'm qualified because I saw the actual. It's different actually watching the game than looking at the box score or even watching highlights, obviously. And I'm not gonna just sit here and pretend and spew bullshit. So, Daniel Locke, I'm going to start with your offense, defense, and overall grade for Auburn at LSU in the absolute ass-whooping that the Plainsman Tigers uh, received um, in Death Valley. Uh, offense, C. Defense, F. No, I'll give you a D-. minus. I'll give you some grace because Jaden Daniels is good. Um, I'll accept a late assignment because I'm a good professor. Um <laughs> Overall, five stars on right back roof. Yeah, for sure. Overall, I'll probably give you a D plus. There you go. Uh, Dan, Dylan, go ahead. I'm trying to do the uh, the quick math real quick to get the uh, to get the average. The score. average. I'll yeah. go ahead and I'll go ahead and chime in that Auburn uh, at Miss, uh, excuse me Mississippi State at Auburn has been announced for a time, and that's the two thirty game. Is that game on CBS? FC Network. Hell no. I was about to say how the hell would that have gone on? I was afraid that was going to be an eleven a.m. kick. <laughs> that. Uh, it's reserved for uh, who's playing that week? Is it Kentucky? Kentucky, someone? I oh, know you got me one to look. Well, is it not Bama, Tennessee? Bama, Tennessee is this week. Oh, hi. Yeah, third Saturday in October. Well, that's what, <laughs> isn't it called the third Saturday in October? This is the third Saturday in October. Is it actually? Holy shit. It's October <laughs> 16th as we're recording this. Well, ah! welcome, welcome to the world. It's Georgia, Florida. Ah, well, duh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to be a game. Florida might. No. Continue. Crazy. But, okay, so offense, I'm going to give the offense an F. 
Okay. I just everything I just nothing I liked happened. Uh, you stuck. I can appreciate a guy who likes to stick to his guns. Uh, Lord knows I do it. Uh, that jersey right there proves it. But if sticking to your guns just ultimately just kills the offense at every given time, uh, I can't give it a higher grade than an F. Uh, you chose to fail uh, in every aspect of, of the game. I know I, Hugh Freeze, I respect him a lot for taking ownership to when a drive gets killed. But at some point, you have to understand, like, sometimes it's not the coach's fault that right. plays don't work. Sure. Robbie Asher went to a game and drove down the field for 28 yards. And then Peyton Thorne, inter- incompletion, incompletion, sack, punt. Whenever the ball was finally moving, that earned an F. Defense, I'm a little more lenient with. Uh, I think they played very well towards the end of the game. Uh, you know, you can only do so much against Jane Daniels. Uh, you shut down Brian Thomas and you slowed down Malik Neighbors. But the third, the third string guy is up there as well in terms of how good he is. And LSE finally found a running game. Uh, I'm going to give the defense a C plus, just because I think they did pretty well down the stretch and uh, kind of shutting it down. Is just you can only do so much whenever your offense isn't holding onto the ball longer than three plays. Sure. Which overall gives them a D. Uh, I think this is probably one of the. I think this is probably the worst we've uh, Auburn's looked all season long. Horrendous. Uh, and it does not deserve a. Uh, it, it, I I'm honestly tempted to give just the overall failing. I'm just going go into the grade book and just kind of say I know you got a C plus, but F no matter what, just yeah. zero zero just brings it all the way all the way down because that's just how bad that game was overall. Yeah, the Tigers, the Auburn Tigers failed miserably on the field, but you can take a huge W if you head over to thewarreport.com and pick up your very own College Loop Warreport Podcast Network co-branded. Feeling Lippy T-shirt, most comfortable T-shirt you'll ever own in your entire life. Only twenty-five dollars comes in five different colorways. I love this shirt. I rocked it at the Auburn volleyball game the other day. The Daniel Lock and I went to the day after the UGA game. It was very nice to catch up with my good friend Daniel. As I rocked it yesterday. Um, and yeah, Dylan and I and Daniel, we all rock ours all the time. You can be just like us, or don't be like us. Be your own, be yourself. Be 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 unique. You are you. But if you purchase the T-shirt, make sure you go on Twitter and use hashtag FeelingLoopy, F-E-E-L-I-N, no G in feeling, hashtag FeelingLoopy, and tweet at us, and we will make sure we throw it up on the stream for whoever purchases it, because we certainly appreciate your support. Also, while you're at it, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, drop your comments, tell us about your quarterback conversations, tell us about your running back room discussions, let's talk about, give your grades, let's hear your grades, we want to hear them. Um, And uh, make sure you give us all of your feedback, because you guys are the reason we get to do what we get to do. So... Early thoughts on Auburn Ole Miss to put a nice little bow on on this football conversation. It's already gone a half a half a show. Oh, we so, got one more thing after this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. But let's. I'm sorry. Let's. Last negative thing about the about the football. Yeah, because Jordan Crawford, huge positive. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll we'll, we'll end it on a high note. Um, early thoughts about Auburn Ole Miss. Daniel, just give me your initial knee jerk gut reaction. When you look at this one um, and, and you look at how Auburn stacks up against a high octane Lane Kiffin uh, offense and whatever Ole Miss trots out and calls a defense, um, your your thoughts of the Tigers' chances for the Tigers' chances this week? Night game, 6 p.m. kickoff at Jordan Hare Stadium. Where is your head at right now, Mr. Locke? Well, um, honestly, this year has kind of gone the way I expected it to for Auburn. I expected them to be three and three heading into this game. Um, so. And I, I predicted them preseason to catch this win, I believe. Um, uh, you had them w- beating Texas A&M and then losing this game. Oh, okay. Well, 
I did another pick where I flipped that. So, <laughs> um, since, since I'm that guy and, and I make the rules in the life of Daniel Locke, <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. Um, the recording but, say otherwise. <laughs> well, at some point in time, I had a change of heart. So, I'm not shocked to where Auburn's three and three right now. Like, that's fine. I, I think they get this game. Um, this just seems like a game that Lane Kiffin loses. Ole Miss is doing good this year. His head is about to be huge coming into this game. Um, Ole Miss has won like twice at Auburn in the last, I don't know how long, but I think that's right. And Auburn? I, I think they're seven, it's 17 and three Auburn's way in Jernier. Sure. I believe that's right. In the last 20, yeah. they won three. I'll buy it. Um, or I'm sure it's a real stat. I don't know why I said I'll buy it, but yeah, um, those are good. Um, so I think that that's kind of what's going to happen. Lane Kiffin's going to come in, and then these are the games that, like I said, Lane Kiffin loses, and that's why Ole Miss will never make the playoff with Lane Kiffin as your coach. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't think that there's no validity to what you said. Uh, I, I'm going to have a hard time picking Auburn this week just because of where they're at um, in terms of the offensive identity or lack thereof, and it's week. Well, week to eight, but you know, game seven. Um, I've got a hard time with that, but I, I think it's a winnable, winnable ball game. I like what you said there, Daniel. This is a game Lane Kiffin loses. Um, just yeah. because why the hell not? Uh, it's, I mean, no, let's not throw stones, let's not forget this would be like a game in, in an inverse scenario that, that like Gus Malzahn would lose, like, like that kind of vibe of a game, you know, what I'm talking about not specifically to Ole Miss, but like that kind of vibe. Like, why would Auburn lose this? And then they do. Um, this feels like a, like Elaine Kiffinism, like you said, but I don't know, man. Um, I'm going to be tough, tough pressed if Auburn can't establish an offensive identity, especially if they can't move the ball against Ole Miss, man. Uh, I'm going to be tough to to believe it because that Ole Miss offense, like I said, high octane, high tempo, put up a lot of points. They are going to score. Your defense has got to hold them to threes, not six. Uh, I, I, like, I like Auburn's chances because they're at home and because it's a night game. Uh, I really do think that place kickoff time plays so much of a factor into environment. We know this. Um, I don't, I I won't pick the tigers. I'm not going to, but I do think there are certainly many avenues that that Auburn can win this game. Dylan. Yeah. I look at this game. I'm not going to bug. I don't, as far as I know right now, cautiously Uh, optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I say it every week. The Ole Miss uh, are, doesn't typically beat Auburn in any scenario. Ole Miss has never been a threat to me in, in most seasons outside of Potato Man. Uh, it's this going to be a big game for you, Freeze, uh, personally. Uh, and revenge, make, game. revenge game. Uh, and it just comes down to if Auburn wants to win this game, and if you freeze wants to win this game, he needs to prove to the fan base that if when the going gets tough, he's willing to make those key decisions, the key changes, in order to make the team play better and look better, and you know let the offense move the ball. And that starts with number nine. I would love to see number if 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 Robbie starts this game. I have a good feeling that I might change my prediction uh, in the pregame, uh, but people probably know if he starts or not until uh, kickoff. Kickoff, yeah. Five fifty four. Whenever they announce starting lineup, so pregame. So the pregame show, I'll probably end up giving two predictions: one if the other quarterback starts, and the other if Robbie starts. 
Uh, Speaking of like man, Voldemort, let's talk about Jordan Crawford very, very quickly, Dylan. I'm just going to let you give the rundown synopsis, then let's keep moving. Yeah, got uh, – I picked up the commitment yesterday of four-star defensive lineman Jordan Crawford from the class of 2025. Uh, huge pickup, strong, fast defensive tackle, and uh, he is now the fourth commit in Auburn's class of 2025. And that class is now up to number nine in the recruiting rankings for 24-7. A lot to change uh, for 2025. Uh, we're still waiting for some other guys with us 2024 because that's going to be the class you're going to see next year. Jordan Crawford, though, six foot one and a half, 300 pounds from Parker in Birmingham, Alabama, picked him right up out of Nick Saban's backyard. Uh, it's just going to be a great pickup, and you just need more defensive line depth as much as possible building a team like Hugh Freeze is trying to do. Blue chips, blue chip ratio, blue chip ratio, blue chip ratio. Um, keep building it, keep building it, and I think Keith Freezing Company is going to do a great job of that. Let's talk Auburn men's basketball for a second here. Ken Palm is out, boys, and the first Ken Palm ranking had Auburn at number 16. Are we ranking that up? Uh, I think it was 16. Uh, offensively, they're ranked 15th and defensively 16th. They're that 15th back. overall, 16th offensively, 15th best defensive team. Uh, AP poll is also out. Auburn's unranked, which is interesting. They're tied with UVA um, with 27 votes for number 31. Like what? All behind Tennessee, Arkansas, AM, Kentucky, and Bama. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, this, I'm going to put a quick note on this just really quickly. Um, Auburn's got a shitload of talent, and this season could be really, really fun for, their, for, for Auburn fans. I think that this could be a really, really special year. I buy zero stock into the AP poll in basketball. I really don't. Um, it's fun. Like it was fun when Auburn was number one. At the least the preseason. At least the preseason poll. I don't really pay attention to it then. Uh, even throughout the season. I mean, Ken Palm matters in my mind so much more um, because that actually tells you about your quad one, quad two, quad three, whatever, quad four wins, losses, things of that nature. Um, I, I think that all just matters so much more. And the AP poll, I really just don't give a shit. Like the AP poll, it almost they almost kind of put it out for fun, which is fine. Like I I have no beef with the Associated Press ever. Like, I, I really don't. I know people hate on, you know, like their football rankings or whatever. I think the Associated Press does a great job um, and, and whole of in a holistic view of their sports coverage. I just, you just hate the voters. Yeah. And that's not the AP. That's not the Associated Press's fault, per se. Yeah. Um, I buy no stock in the AP poll for basketball for sure. Um, I am a huge proponent of what's your, what's your basketball BPI, your RPI, and what's your Kim Palm rating, rating, and where, how do you actually grade as opposed to what are the vibes? You know what I mean? Because um, it, it's kind of what it feels like for me for the AP poll is just vibes um, and how you're playing lately, which there's some validity to that in basketball too. But that's neither here nor there. I'm really, really excited about this team. I mean, Denver Jones, Aiden Holloway, I mean, Jenny Wilson. Like, do I, need, do I need to keep going? Like, Broom. Yeah. Like, Leo Berman. Jalen Williams. Like, I'm, I'm really, really high on this group. And I'm really excited to see him in action so we can actually see what this identity is. Trey Donaldson. But Daniel, how excited are you that this Auburn team is going to shoot the Brock? And I think they're going to shoot it well. They are. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine, good friend of the show today, um, head sports editor at the Auburn Plainsman, Jacob Waters. Yes, sir. Back, uh, the off to the Plainsman office from Hugh Freeze's presser. In today's day and age of basketball, it's more important to be able to shoot than play defense. I mean, both are important. I didn't say defense isn't important, but a team that can shoot. 2019 Auburn is going to go a lot further than the team that can't 2021 or 2022 Auburn um, 2022 or 2023 Auburn I should say because you know that's how the calendar works in basketball but 
you got to shoot, man. You got to be able to shoot. And this team can, and it's going to be fun to watch. I think it's going to be this gear has a potential. This group that, that Bruce Pearl's put together really has a potential to be a real true BP3 and D team. Um, and and not just that, you've got three-level scores. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at Janai. I mean, if Janai can knock down, if he can be a 20% plus three from beyond the, beyond the arc and, and actually be able to play that true stretch four, I mean, he's unbelievable. Jalen Williams, if he can stroke the three the way that we know he's capable of doing so, uh, he's a, he's another three level score, uh, and your and your guard play is going to be so much better this year, and you're so much taller. Man, this has just got the makings of a special group, and I'm I'm, I'm really really excited about it. Um, Auburn softball, jumping over to so- to the to the softball diamond, taking wins over Coastal Alabama and Enterprise State, known powerhouses in the state of Alabama, <laughs> um, this past weekend. And Dylan, give us the give us the quick scouting report, the the Spark scouting scouting report. Yeah, after uh, some, I think it was like one close win last time. Yeah, you got a close win over Alabama State last week, and you kind of have a bit of a slow performance against uh, AUM as opposed to your first week in, in fall ball. You responded by beating Coastal Alabama Community College 25-3 to and Enterprise State 13-0 to in a week where Auburn's batters had an average of .5. So, I believe that's 500 is crazy. I believe it's very good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. Auburn had Annabelle Weidra go out there and pitch. And it, as, as a aside of being a great pitcher in, in, against Enterprise State, she also went up and hit the ball very well. She had, uh, I believe, it said two hits and I even had a home run in the same game that she was pitching in. Emma Rolf continues to show that she's going to be a great uh, day uh, uh, third string pitcher uh, for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Sunday, 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 Sunday. But, you know, it typically just depends on. Probably be Penta again still, but that's yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, and going into this week, uh, going to this weekend, Auburn scored, I believe, seven home runs. I believe, if I'm not thinking, they had 38 hits, 12 doubles, and seven home runs last weekend. And they will go into this weekend uh, with their last week of the fall ball schedule, playing Gulf Coast State College and Wallace State Community College to wrap up fall ball. Really, really excited for Annabelle Weidra, by the way. This is going to be a fun year for her. I think so. Um, it just needed some work, some extra innings last year. Um, just needed to get any innings in the Southeastern Conference, and that transfer was such a good move on her part. So really, really excited to see how I she fits say, in. Michaela Packer hit one over the hit one over the wall. Michaela Packer's such a dog, bro. She's so good. Like, <laughs> unbelievably good. Moving forward, uh, Auburn soccer drew with Texas A&M. They'll know we'll have the rundown from Colin Byersdorf on that one. Um, you held, you held one of the top scoring offenses in in, in Subway soccer to to no nothing, goals. no goals. Yep, we'll have the we'll have the breakdown on that one from Colin Byersdorf on the Thursday installment of the College Loop, as well as the volleyball uh, update. We will provide with you guys after a three-one loss to Tennessee. Auburn volleyball still ranked number twenty-three. And to throw a nice little cherry on top. Seven, uh, seven straight weeks of Auburn volleyball being ranked, by the way. Seven yeah, every time weeks. that they're ranked consecutively, ranged a program record. Fun fact. <laughs> exactly. Fun fact. And Auburn Equestrian beat number 10 UT Martin because Auburn is a certified horse school. That being said, all of these fun things and more are right up our alley. We enjoy bringing them to you guys, and we enjoy you guys interacting with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. I'll talk about that here in just a moment. If you've not already picked up your Feel and Loopy t-shirt, head over to www.warport.com, or you can pick that up from him. You can go straight to the link in any of our descriptions if you don't want to type that in the search bar. I don't want to do it either. I get it. So thank you guys so much for your continual support. Daniel Locke, 
Tell everybody where they can find you. Love you. Support you. Also, buddy, the countdown's on. I get to see you in four days, and we get to hang out. It is. It I'm is. so excited. And um, one good thing about that, Harrison, is every time I see you, it seems like the countdown gets less and less and less uh, until I get to see you again. <laughs> and uh, that, That's just the perks of um, you know, school being back in session. And I say school instead of just football because I know you'll be down for basketball too. And baseball um, and gymnastics and softball. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm around, man. I'm around. As I'm much as I can get you here. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can find me on uh, X or Twitter, whichever you prefer, at Daniel J. Locke. You can find my written work for 1819 News, the Auburn Daily, or Braves Today. Or if you just want to know what's going on in the community of Auburn over at the Auburn Plainsman. Very nice, Daniel. I'm Harris Tatar. I buy Harris Tatar on the Bird app. Come hang out with me there. Send me your hot takes. Also, give us your hot takes in the comments right here on the YouTube channel. If you're, excuse me, hiccup. If you're listening on the YouTube, if you're not and you're on one of the streaming platforms, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, whichever one's more convenient for you. Drop a comment on, on any of our Instagrams, uh, any Instagram posts. Dylan will plug that here in just a moment. Always, always, always appreciate your engagement. It means the world to us. Number one way you can support the show, not buying the t-shirt, shockingly. We love if you buy the t-shirt. The number one way you can support the show is if you'd like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you can stay up to date on everything going on here at the College Loop. Drop in the comments, guys. I mean, it's so much fun. I'm not joking. We read your comments every day. Dylan and Daniel can attest to how often we all send each other screenshots of the comments and say, hey, look what so-and-so said. Hey, look what so-and-so said. Um, and it, it, it truly is super, super cool to see how that continues to grow and get bigger from a week-to-week basis. And you guys, you know, even if it's just one or two show-to-show um, that we that – we, improve and increase in numbers uh it means the world to us because it it really shows that you guys are locked in and you guys are the reason we get to do it so thank you guys so much we're working our way towards 700 subs i will start starving colin on saturday um i decided not to starve him this week because after watching lsu i did not feel like he needed to do so um so i will not starve colin this week but we will starve him after saturday work our way up to 700 subs help us get there folks you guys are the best listeners in all of college athletics all of sports podcasting and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you loopers are the best still on top where they can find us love and support you support us and support you on top of that as well as let's get out of here of course i'm Dylan Lark at your bullet tank on twitter slash x you can also find me on instagram as well at Dylan Lark at d-o-l-a-n-l-a-r-c-k and i don't think i said it at your boy the tank at y-a-b-o-i the tank. Thank you all for coming to the pregame or the postgame reaction show yesterday or Sunday as this is coming out. I uh, uh, had 41 peak concurrent viewers. Everybody was in the chat talking, and we just had a, a lot of fun talking about a game that was not fun. Uh, and of course, if you want to follow us here on the college, we'd be having salute everywhere TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, the works all at the college loop. And if you're going to look for that, it's all in the description below as well as the shirt. And, of course, if you want to have your own comments come up on the video, leave some comments for us in the comment section below. And if you want to start predicting your Ole Miss, the Ole Miss game, go right ahead. And if you if you get it close enough, we'll put you on the show as well. Just like Bubba Watkins, who is our first guy to do that. And congratulations to him for predicting a, another double-digit Auburn loss. Let's get those uh, Exactly. And of course, if you want to listen to the show as well, you have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. I completely understand why you want to the audio show because I'd get sick and tired of seeing Tar's face as well. The feeling is so mutual, it's not even funny. <laughs> but of course, everything being said, start Robbie Ashford. And this has been the College Loop. Go Rangers. Podcast.